This is Beekeeper Confidential, a show about the curious lives of bees and their beekeepers. I'm your host, Mandy Shaw. Today's guest is a beekeeper who's on a mission to bring the therapeutic values of beekeeping to veterans and first responders. But her offering doesn't stop there. She's created an entire curriculum of comprehensive beekeeping education backed by industry influencers and scientific data. She is a powerhouse of generosity, empowerment, and beekeeping know-how. If you're looking for inspiration, look no further. We've got it right here in this episode. Meet the founding director of Mission Believe, Monica Schmidt. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, this is so awesome that we're finally getting to sit down and do this. I know. I feel like it's been a very long time in the making. So I'm glad I found you at sort of a quiet time in your schedule to to sit down and visit. It's such a good day, too. You know, it is. It's very quiet around here. So it's nice. Good. Well, um, even though maybe it's a little more quiet for you these days, you still have been busy. Very very busy yeah i mean it's quiet today yeah <laughs> we we went to hive life um over the weekend and that was awesome we've been working with agribility and how to create different ways that beekeeping can be accept, uh, accessible to people who might be a little bit physically challenged and lifting standard beekeeping equipment yeah so it's really nice to team up with them at hive life and they gave us a presence. They told us to set all our stuff up at their table. And so it was really nice. It was nice to have a presence. Um, you know, people kept coming up to us and asked like, you know, what sets you apart? And, and it was nice because it's our education. You know, we have an educational beekeeping program for veterans. And so we started to talk with, uh, the university of Nebraska and, um, heroes to hives and see how we can all start integrating our programs together so we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. Like an ultimate support system for everybody pretty much all over. So um, that's kind of just in the working. Oh, that is so smart too. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things that um, these programs lack is hands-on ability where they're with an experienced beekeeper and they're getting hands-on, but not just going out to the apiary. They're getting hands-on through all of our workshops. Mm-hmm. So, and we've been doing our workshops for now almost three years. Well, no, yeah, three years of workshops. So I have all that stuff written down and pre-formatted so we can guide some of these organizations in that direction saying, hey, we're going to be doing a wax rendering workshop here's what you need. You know, everything's broken down for supply lists. You know, here's why we're doing this. Here's talking points. Cause just in case they don't have any, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we have a whole guide to guide them through each different workshop. So um, as we different organizations to jump on that have, you know, a decent apiary or an area that they can do some of these workshops at, um, it'd be nice. That's just so amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for anybody that's ever created a beekeeping class or workshop, writing that curriculum 
takes a lot of thoughtfulness and time and for you to have all of this and then open it up and be willing to share it that speaks to the kind of person that you are oh thank you even above everything that you're already doing with mission believe so i would love if we could time travel back and take people back to the beginning of your original inspiration and how you got started with this amazing project so um I started beekeeping with my son, who's my business partner now. So we do this, this whole program is because we teamed up together with a few other people and, um, you know, made this work for us. But he started, he was fascinated with bees coming out of high school and he would just talk about beekeeping and bees and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I'm a gardener. And, you know, I studied botany in school and like, that's kind of my background. And so when we moved out to the country, he's like, you know, now that we're out in the country, we have plenty of room for bees. What do you think about me starting a couple of hives? So, you know, I talked to my husband about it and he's like, why not? Let's encourage this, you know? So we bought him some books. We bought him his first hive for his birthday. And this is prior to his birthday. I'm reading these books that he brought home and I'm like, wow, (sighs) beekeeping is complex. Mm -hmm. This isn't just throwing bees in a box and coming back a few weeks later and getting honey. This is a science. And um, I was like, wow, this is pretty interesting. So he comes home from work and he tells me there's a beekeeping class at the college. And I'm like, no way, (sighs) are you gonna sign up for it? And he's like, yeah. I'm thinking about it. And, you know, a few days went by and he came home again. And I was like, did you sign up for that class? And he's like, no, not yet. Um, But I'll do that today. So at that moment, I was like, hey, you know, I didn't have anything going on at the time. I was really kind of at this weird place in my life where I was a stay-at-home mom. You know, I was no longer working. And I don't know, I kind of just like lost my place in this world. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, that I like, that resonates with me. Yeah. So, so I was kind yeah. of place, and you know, I said, "Hey, why don't we? You know, would you mind doing this together? I really feel like if there's two of us doing this, we could really help each other." And he just was like, "Oh, you would do that?" Oh. You know. And we started the class, and it just, it, you know, we caught the bug, and we just. We're so excited. And then we got our first colonies and our first colonies came with EFB. Oh, Mm. yeah. And um, the mentor that we were paired up with wasn't experienced enough to be able to identify it. You know, he was just saying, oh, maybe there's stress, maybe this, maybe that. Um, And he's like, well, we'll just keep an eye on them and let them grow. And they weren't growing. Yeah started to take pictures of the uh, brood because the brood was just gross. And I just, and they smelled terrible. And I was, I have, we have a bee supply company and he's a mass EAS master beekeeper. And I took my pictures down to him and he's like, well, let's pull out a disease book. Cause he's not going to just give me the answer. He's mm-hmm. like, I want you to through a little bit in this section and tell me what you're looking at. And I knew immediately that it was EFB. And so we called the state inspector and (laughs) needless to say how challenging beekeeping in the beginning was for us. 
made me realize how important it was to keep learning. So mm-hmm. we got involved with every beekeeping organization. I went to EAS my first year. I've been to EAS every single year since I've been beekeeping. Oh my gosh. Just be- they're an asset to beekeepers because they have so much to learn and they offer that to you at every single skill level. And it's, it's such a well thought out conference. Um, not to plug EAS, but I do. <laughs> I honestly, um, I rely on that, you know, over yeah. the years I've, like going to college for a week, you know, for like a year's worth of college. I mean, and you're not paying very much once you really break it down to what you get from the conference, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, um, but so like that being said, as you see, I was in a really dark place as I began this journey and just very quickly, my attention did not turn to any of that stuff that I was dealing with, my constant focus was realizing that I need to keep learning and where can I go and what can I do? And I wasn't in that place anymore. I had something to look forward to. And when I went to, I'm a pretty shy person. I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I don't know. I come off pretty strong minded, I guess sometimes. So I kind of hold myself back in public situations because, you know, I don't know how people are going to receive me Mm. and um, to make me quite shy. And when I went to these meetings, they didn't care who I was, what I was, anything. I had B questions. They were willing to help me out and guide me along my way, challenge me. And that changed my life, you know? Mm. And wow. I think I was beekeeping about a year and I was, I would talk to my husband, I would talk to Tristan and I was like, you know, I, I need to somehow share this, you know, and I started turning my focus to kids and thought it would be really kid cool to do a kid program. And I, I started one and we do it every year as a fundraiser, which is a lot of fun. Um, but I, as I was doing it, I wasn't getting, I I didn't feel like what I received from the bees, I could give back to the children yet. Like they were just kind of before needing that. Mm -hmm. It's different. It's, it is. And um, my whole family, not my dad, but all the men on my dad's side and my mom's side were all military. They were all, uh, they were all so disconnected lack of emotion like it was like you know you always tiptoed around them and it's just like they had no relief they had nobody to help teach them how to redirect those thoughts Mm -hmm. and i thought beekeeping would be perfect for veterans so i talked to tristan about it he was actually living out in oregon at the time oh hey um yeah, yeah, down in um down in Ashland. So um yeah, he was out there for almost three years. So I started building this and we're building bees and we're working together, trying to make a plan. And he's on one coast, I'm on the other, and we're oh. building all this stuff. And um I was helping a gentleman who was sick with cancer, and um he was at my club and he wasn't there for a while, then he showed up with oxygen. And his bees were across the hillside from my bees. And I was thinking if he's sick, 
how how and who is taking care of his bees and treating his bees for varroa. Varroa is just rampant here mm-hmm. and we can't ignore it. And so he showed up to one of the meetings with the oxygen. I said, hey, Charlie Brown. I was like, you need some help with the bees? I was like, I'm really right across the road from you. And I'm more than happy to come over and help you with your bees. And he, he's like, oh, I don't know. But by the end of the meeting, he was running over with his phone number and we became good friends. Oh, that is so wonderful. Yes. I mean, you you just laid out like some of the pure generosity and open heartedness that can be found within our community. And I, you know, I feel like that's all around in our community. I mean, obviously there's bad apples in any kind of thing you do, but I think the positivity in the beekeeping community and how everybody wants to help everybody and share really benefits like a program like ours Mm -hmm. because it's easier to kind of acclimate yourself back to being within a community and being, yeah, you know, separate, but finding that balance in your life where this is okay. Now I found a place for me. I may not be in the military anymore. I may not be a police officer anymore, but I found a community that I love and I forget who I am when I'm with them. You know, and that's that's the big thing with us. And that's what we want them to start seeing. And we see it. I mean, we have we were just on the news, which was cool. <laughs> our, one of our veterans um, came. Actually, a bunch of them were out there. And but he just gave such a fantastic interview. And when you hear from their mouths that kind of testimony about the impact that the bees have had. He drives over an hour to come out to our farm. Wow. And he comes out there sometimes just to stand there and listen to the bees. And where he lives, he doesn't want to have bees there. So we let him have a colony at the farm. And I mean, it is just, it it just brings him to peace. And we love to see that. He has this little saying, hands in a hive, keep me alive. And I, gosh, that is powerful. Really is because, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, I don't like to ever put a a dark cloud, but there's a silver lining to a dark cloud. You know, um, the suicide rate with the military and first responders has gone up. You know, you, everyone heard veterans 22, 22, 22 a day. It has more than doubled than that. And it is mm. just off the charts. And so if we can just reverse that and you know, we can get more organizations doing stuff like this, we've made a big impact. You're saving you know, lives. That's that's the key to this whole program. Wow. It's not just their own personal lives. It's their families, too. When they start really getting involved and these bees are t- changing their world, you see it, you know, their families start coming to events and everybody's happy, everybody's smiling. And those smiles are worth a million dollars. You know, I don't have to be wealthy, but I feel like I'm the richest person in the world because of the impact that these bees can make and that we're able to share this with them and teach them and guide them how to have that same impact that the bees had on me, you know? So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Monica. I just have uh, the good kind of chills just all over right now <laughs> hearing you talk about this. Um, 
And it's not just the impact that you're making on their lives and, and, you know, providing this really safe community that they can belong to. You are also training up some really skilled beekeepers. And uh, last year, I got to participate in your online beekeeping course. And I watched some of the other presentations. And I saw the list of speakers, you really went to great lengths to bring in really awesome people from our community to teach these courses. And it's just, it shows a really holistic uh, mission that you're on. You know, and that's really what it's about. Um, when we started this program, I joined all kinds of different groups out there. And I was seeing that um, a lot of the veterans are actually being directed to beekeeping as a form of help for mental health. But the one thing when you read these articles, they never say, take a class join your local beekeeping organization, find a local beekeeper to help you, mm. you know? So they kind of just, and a lot of, I would say probably almost half of our group came to us with bees or had already tried beekeeping and their bees died. And that so, doesn't help. Not at that all. That does so not that, help at all. Yeah. And that's why we structured our program the way we did. And it took us, you know, years to get that short course put together because it had, I really wanted it to be done a certain way where we had very influential people in the community. So when they left our class and they learned these names and they could go back to our website and maybe they forgot, but they can see them again. Um, we knew that that was going to make an impact and we had to have something like that because we want to see sustainability. You know, we have, we all have this little saying around here where um, we want to see beekeepers, not be havers. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. One of my partners, I've been beekeeping with him for five years. He's a retired firefighter and he's never lost a colony. Wow. That's sustainability. Yeah. And, um, that's what we're guiding all of our um, partners towards because, you know, um, a lot of people get into beekeeping to save the bees and do all this. And, you know, that's not really an appropriate goal, you know, so we bring them in, we interview them, we talk to them. And a lot of times, you know, they're like, Oh, I want to save the bees. And then I, I go on to a whole tangent about that, you know, and it's like, you know, this is a little bit more than just saving the bees. The honeybees are not actually an endangered species. It's our native bees that are endangered. You know, mm -hmm. I always say the honeybee makes a great spokesperson. It's a great mascot for the larger problem at hand, you know, so it's yes. about it. And it's funny because it's, it enlightens them. And then they do, they start setting these other goals like, oh, and we'll talk to them about beekeeping and what we do as an organization and what we do to um, like how we sell our honey and we sell our products and things that we've grown into and how we sell our bees in the springtime, we sell nukes and how we've grown the operation and how it takes time. And the one nice thing about honeybees is you can't rush anything. Everything takes time and it learns, it teaches you great patience. And, you know, and we also tell them that when we're working in the hives, the honeybees teach us, <laughs> stay focused, 
in the moment that we can't worry about the past. You can't worry about the future. You have to stay in that moment or the bees are going to quickly remind you where your attention needs to be. Yeah. It's a completely different form of meditation because if you are somebody who has experienced trauma and you're trying to reset your nervous system or soothe your nervous system, perhaps sitting quietly with your thoughts and your body is not the best path to go. So that's why beekeeping can be so powerful because you're moving with this living, breathing being and you can't be in your head. You have to be so present. But then you have this the other sensory aspects of it that I mean, I just am speaking for myself here, has, does have the capacity to soothe my nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because um, I was just actually on a phone call and we were talking about the AP therapy effects of beekeeping, how it's not documented. Like you can't go and get a whole book on AP therapy and down to the air from the hive, just the sensate, the the focus, the purpose, all of that, that the bees bring to you just as a beekeeper. Plus you have past that, you know, you have the air from the hive, you have the sounds of the hive. Mm -hmm. There's just so many healing effects from the hive and it hasn't been documented. So um, hopefully we can change that. Yeah. I know who are working towards that and, um, Right now, we actually are fundraising for a therapeutic bee house um, at our farm so we can have an example of this medical benefit and maybe start tracking some of our data from it. Um, So we've been working with uh, Jonna Sanders from uh, Aja Hives of North America, and she got us our hives and is guiding us and helping us build our house. I'm so glad you brought it up because I I did want to make sure that we let the listeners know that there is an opportunity for them if they want to get involved by offering a donation. Where can they do that? Right on our website. They actually, there is a section just to donate for that house specifically. So we also have different tabs for um, different things that they can donate for. And if they even have equipment, there's an area where they hit a, a button and it contacts me and says that they have equipment that they would like to donate. And that is so, so wonderful. Uh, yeah, we're about $10,000 away from our goal I, because of wood prices and every the inflation has just killed us on raising money. So it's just once we're contacting everybody, it's just it's been kind of disheartening, but we're still just going to keep moving far forward and build as we go. Yes. Yes. That was the hardest part about this. And um, Jonna has teamed up with mission believe to help guide us through this whole process and get this up and running. And then with that, this house is the, the beautiful thing about the Aja hive is the accessibility to the hives for somebody who might be physically challenged. You know, an Aja hive is all self-contained. You open a door and each section of the colony is divided by a screen. So when you're working the colony, you're only opening a back screen to the colony. You're not having to break apart hive bodies and move bees to the side. So somebody in a wheelchair or someone that might um, be missing a limb or something could 
literally go in, open these hives and be able to work these colonies. And it's the, the, the ability to have that kind of accessibility to beekeeping is beautiful. So we really feel like if we can get this built and have this as an example, maybe we can get more of these built, maybe even mm-hmm. at some PA hospital so we can start direct AP therapy right as they're in a facility would be a really beautiful thing. So we're really working towards this goal and very excited to start uh, this this new path in our yeah, program. You started with the notion and the idea and the recognition of a need and look how far you've already come. And what I love about you is that you are still looking for those avenues of need and you're you're tapping into all of those. And I I just admire you so much. I so appreciate <laughs> this has been um a beautiful challenge that I have walked, you know, and I never in my wildest dreams when I sat down at the community college and I saw Larry Trushan, the first master beekeeper I ever met, stand in front of me and that was it. You know, I never thought I would be here, but those bees made such an impact on my life that, you know, I wanted to be shared. And um, something I'm really hoping to do in the future is start getting around to some of these bigger conferences and talking about the therapeutic aspects of beekeeping and how we're seeing it and how we integrated it into our program. Um, Tristan and I came up with this beautiful presentation um, talking about a system called flow. And it's really beautiful. And he had brought it to my attention. Someone else had talked about it. And I was like, oh, we could really integrate that into our program and make it a really understanding way how these bees affect us. And it was really cool because he just did the presentation for the first time at Howard County Beekeepers Association. And it was so cool. This lady in the back pops up. She's like, now I understand what my bees are doing to me. And it was like, exactly, you know, and it's really beautiful. So I'm hoping that I can start tugging on or knocking on some doors and see if we can get this out there a little bit more. Yeah. Better understanding. And then when we do have programs like these popping up that they're willing to get involved because they're knowing what the gift that they have can really make an impact on other people. So we have so much science out there on beekeeping. Like this is a science. Mental health is a science. You know, when you're a psychiatrist, you're a doctor let's let's take a look you know like during covid they were talking about they figured out bees could smell covid like well let's spend that money instead of smelling covid (laughs) yeah do you get what i'm saying like you know it's i mean it's no mystery that humans and bees have had some kind of special connection for thousands and thousands of years so it's been this sort of unspoken thing. Yeah, why hasn't that been deeply looked at at a scientific level? I, you know, that's that's my question every single day. <laughs> and I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm a beekeeper. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I would, it's 
the Aja house, the that Sylvanian B house is really why that's so important to us because we really want to see these doors being open and mm-hmm. because it can be used all over the world. There are beekeepers everywhere. If we really start documenting this, this you could start seeing this pop up all over at hospitals, at psychiatric hospitals. You know, you just never know if this is really studied where it could take the bees, the air of the bees, you yeah. know, sound. So. So let's rewind just a little bit. It seemed like things really started accelerating for Mission Believe when you got the barn and the space at the farm. Oh, we did. Yes. That really opened up the opportunity for us to um, have that hands-on, that classroom time, the workshops. We have the space to do that. And um it was also during COVID time when we got the barn. So we needed ways to be able to have this community connection. And the workshop has two purposes. One is education, two is connection. So when we have a workshop, we invite our mentors, all the partners come, they see, and you see from the get-go when someone's new, how happy they are. And they always make comments to us about how it's nice to see the beekeeping community so involved. And it, you know, that's, I keep going back to that because that's really one of the biggest benefits from this is because there's a lot of people out there that know the gift that honeybees teach us. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Before I even got my first hives and I was curious about bees and wanting to become a beekeeper, I didn't know that behind that door was this enormous community that was, you know, generous and welcoming and helpful and, and tight knit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it it is. And it's, it's, I I think really out of a lot of things I've ever been involved in, I think it's probably one of the most welcoming communities because we always say you don't, you forget you when you're in the community, it doesn't matter. You know, like Tristan will say, it doesn't matter if your hair is messed up or your shirt's on and you forget you. You're there for your bees. You're there to help yourself to progress. You have goals, you have this, you know, this direction, this purpose and all the other stuff kind of just melts away and it doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, beekeeping community does that you know and it is it's amazing door when you open it I had no idea I was in the same beekeepers a beekeeper you know and I've known a few and it it I just never really realized and I just think it's just a special place it's a special community and it's a, a special environment to be able to help these individuals you know integrate themselves back into society and have a place where they feel like they belong and that not having to question anything in their mind that they're like, Oh, I, I, this is, these are my people, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because, and we talk to people who, you know, I actually talked to one of my, um, one of my beekeeping friends who just became a master beekeeper and he runs a study group that we're in and we were just talking one day and we were talking about mission believe and the effect of beekeeping and how it actually affects all of us. Because I'm like, Dave, 
I'm going to be honest. I would never be in a crowd of people like, oh, he needs to be my friend. But he's my friend. Why? Because we're beekeepers and we have the same mindset with our bees and there's something like-minded about us. And now what? We're friends. And it's just, you see that across the board, you know, and I love that about this community. And he know what he said to me, but he's never had friends in life like he does now since he became a beekeeper. And I, you know, that like burned in my heart. I was like, that's exactly it. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, that's that feeling. And some people just, sometimes we just forget, or, you know, you might take it for granted, but when you get to take that step back and really stop and think about what your bees have done for your life, <laughs> it, it, you'll be in awe of it. You yeah. Know? So I'm every day, like you're talking about the farm, like that's a dream come true for me. Ever since I was a little girl, all I wanted to be was a flower farmer. I mean, that, that's huge. I would never have gotten this farm if it wasn't for my veterans, if it wasn't for wanting things to be better for them and have more accessibility for them. That made my dream come true, like a little kid dream. Like I would play in my room and pretend I had my own farm. And <sighs> like, that's, you know what I mean? And that's because of my bees. Yeah, just Mother Nature is a very powerful, powerful thing. It is. It is. And I think that bees are sort of key holders to so many different pathways. And all you have to do is ask and have those good intentions in your heart. And I think that they they answer. Yeah, I have a statement that I always love to say. I said one of the best gifts for Mother Nature um, as honeybees and they can teach us so much if they if we're willing to listen and and it's the truth you know and it's like if we can just slow down and take a step back and listen you know um, one of my favorite things I really feel like they've taught me is working together as a community we all can thrive you know we don't all have to have the same opinions we all don't have to have the same goals or the same anything as long as there's compromise we all can work together and our communities are is a pretty good example of that i i i feel you know yeah so. yeah i would say for the most part yes yeah <laughs> you know so and i and i love that and i think the more like me you people start talking about this maybe it'll start residing in others and that you know, it's lead by example. Mm-hmm. You know, you lead in this positive example, it catches on. People are like, oh, look what they're doing. That's working out. Let's try that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a it's a life philosophy. I've always my mom's like, lead by example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which sounds like a lot of pressure, but at the same time. It's easy if your heart is open and your intentions are good and things things will happen. Good things will happen and exactly more right. opportunities will open up and more change and more impact you can help others feel in themselves. And that's the truth, you know. I 
I really, I really truly believe that. And it isn't a lot of work because all I'm doing is taking care of my bees. The most ethical way that I know, you know, don't go buy bees every year. We know how to be, be sustainable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's people watch that. They want to learn from us. And, you know, that's the little bit of an example. It's not work. It's your everyday task. It's how how good of an example you set basically yeah. and how positive you can be. And, and, and sharing not- that with others. I think there's this sort of um, people want to guard their secret formula of how they're doing things. But um, there's also a lot of us that share, share yeah. it. There's so many ways to do this, but in sharing it, you, you allow others in that journey with you and it just makes it better. It does. It really does. And that's what blossoms you into a beekeeper, you know, and it's just, I love that. And this is, it's, it's not like we say, it's not rocket science beekeeping, you know, but there is, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, you're forever learning because this is an insect. Our world, our environment, everything is always changing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> flexible and be able to compromise and change with, you know, our insect that we're caring for. You know what I mean? So, it's, I think that's one of the coolest things because it is ever changing. You're never not learning. There's every time I'm out somewhere, I learn something, even if it's a person's name. But it's probably so important that I have to go look up and read their research. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm still growing from that. And it's just, I feel like I'm still growing every day, you know, and I love that. Oh, Monica, I feel like um, this is going to be maybe the most inspirational episode ever. (laughs) I love here. It's funny because I always tell my kids, like, karma is a real thing. When you do good things, good things happen. And it's like the lights turn green for me. You know? Yes. That's how, you know, and it's just like I, I really want other people to start feeling these effects that I have received in my life from this, you know, so... And I also, one of the, my little personal beliefs, and it's not just directly related to the bees. I think it can be applied to so many different things, but if there's something in your heart that you want to do, but you're scared because you might fail or things might not work out the way you've hoped, well, you're never going to know unless you try. You're never going to know unless you make that ask and... Um, you never know what can happen if you just take those right. brave steps and and start something. I mean, and you, you're a perfect example of that. You know, and that's what we did with this. And I always say, if you're really af- that afraid, that's something you really need to try to go after. Yeah. Because it means really important to you. And um, there, I've always been faced with a lot of doubt in myself, my life. And like, I guess like the bees help me not doubt myself, you know, and it's just, it's really nice to have that kind of confidence where it is just like, I'm terrified that I I might mess it up. I don't want to mess it up, 
I have people's lives in my hand. And that's what I, I think about every single day. It's like when you're in the shower, you think about, oh, my God, you know, it's like, <laughs> but that's why I have to do it because I know that it's super important and that what we're doing is really going to make an impact. Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's other organizations like um, Heroes to Hive. They're making a really big impact out there. Um, Valor Honey making a really big impact out there. You know, we need to, you know, know that um, there's a big effort out there. And if there's any listeners who might be thinking about beekeeping, that is a veteran, you know, look into our organizations. There are people, you don't have to ask for help. We just give it. So, and it's there. We have, so Mission Believe has um, a seven-week course, which me and you were talking about with the influential beekeepers. We also provide them with a textbook. Um, if we have a mentor in their area, we'll link them up with a mentor. I will give them all, all the information. I'll do the research to find what beekeeping association is closest to them, what their state organization is, so I can start getting them connected to different beekeeping organizations because we push them to hear everybody's perspective on their beekeeping journey because mm -hmm. they will learn from that. They will find what works for them, what they like, what they don't like. And, you know, we want to see that happen. And these other organizations do kind of do the same thing. Um, but that mentor support really is a big deal to us. Um, we have mentors that are just waiting for a veteran because um, they wanted to be involved in the program. And we like that. Sometimes we don't have a veteran immediately, but um, we know that we do. So mm -hmm. it's it's nice. It makes us feel a little bit more confident when we have people signing up that we have something for them. We have, I think, maybe about 18 people right now that we're hunting and I'm hunting. I call organizations. I'm wow. like, for mentors because I really feel like that mentor support is what they need. Yeah. You know, when they join our program, we ask them not to get bees their first year, work side by side with a mentor. And if we don't have a mentor, come to Mission Believe for the first year and work with us. We have a monthly hive dive where we open up the hives and we bring experienced beekeepers. And we have eight teaching hives up there and we bring them into beekeep. They have lots of opportunity to have hands on um, through the program. So it's really nice. And when we actually do have people that are pretty far from us and we'll open up a virtual platform for them if they want to join that day, but they're so far away, mm. I just have them email me and they will will log them in and they can watch what's going on and listen what's going on. So um, we just want it to be accessible. Yeah. And that's the big yeah. time. This isn't just like, a couple times a year, we're going to go to Mission Believe and see about the bees. Like this is always there for them. And um, over the years, we're really hoping to take the program where we even start setting up a honey buyback program. Um, after we build the therapeutic bee house, our next like goal to build is a honey house. So we have a full extracting system to have them bring their supers in we weigh the supers when they come in, we extract them, we weigh them when they come out and they get paid the difference. So instead of them having to go to markets and try to figure out all these yeah, ways. That's amazing. Yeah, so we can 
have a way for them to, you know, create instant revenue for their house. And it's not going to be like a millionaire income, (laughs) but you know, a a few thousand dollars a year is a big difference to somebody who didn't have that few thousand dollars before. Totally. And it can help support their, their beekeeping. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, well, Monica, thank you so much for coming on the show. I just adore you. And mm-hmm. I I think what you're doing and what Mission Believe is doing is just amazing. And the world needs more people like you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Like I said, by example, and thank <laughs> you for having us. We just adore your show, too. I've been listening to you for since I became a beekeeper. Pretty oh, much. You know, thank you. Let's start and I think it's because of the Oregon platform because of him being out there. Yeah. Is how I found you. But, you know, you you do a great thing for the community. And I love this podcast. So. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Mission Believe or to make a donation, visit missionbelieve.com. I'll be including links to their websites and social media on beekeeperconfidential.com and in today's show notes. Until next time, may the buzz be with you. Beekeeper Confidential is written and produced by Mandy Shaw.